Hello. How's it going, everyone? Hey, everybody. <laughs> hey, everybody. If you're a hot dog, what kind of topics would you have on you? Okay, this week, since we are talking about the Super Bowl, and it is being held in Arizona, this week's hot dog is the Sonoran hot dog. It's a style of hot dog that originated in Hermosillo, in the capital of, of the Mexican state of Sonora, in the late 80s. Popular in Tucson, Phoenix, and other areas of Arizona. This is a bacon-wrapped hot dog that is grilled, then served on a bolillo-style hot dog bun, which is like a croissant, but cooked in a stone oven. It is then topped with pinto beans, onions, tomatoes, and a variety of other condiments, including mayo, mustard, and jalapeno salsa. I myself would say no to the mayo, having never had one. But fuck it. Let's have a fucking hot dog Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Welcome to This is Live. I am Matty Fax, joined by Scott Statton, a.k.a. Scotty Stats, Brian the Professor. We are producerless. Oh. We will try to keep this ship going straight. I mean, our producers do so much. They so do. Much. Yeah. It's a it's a backbreaking <laughs> job that exhausts them, and I'm guessing that's why they're not here every other week or so. <laughs> I'm assuming they're they're planning a number of skits and videos that we can put on the social medias over the course of the, oh, the you know the off season and maybe into next year, right? Sure. How, how old are you, sir? They're yeah. called socials. Oh my. I did pluralize medias to really, yeah. you know, yeah. lean into really lean into that dad joke by it. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's start off with something a little bit of fun here. How much did everybody enjoy all those Pro Bowl games, festivities, events? The worst part of the Pro Bowl was the game, the flag football game. That was the worst part of the Pro Bowl. And I like that you said that, but that game was actually pretty fun to watch, too. I didn't mind it. It was just the worst part. Wow. Second or third worst part. It was it's it was all mostly highlights. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, everyone was running around, making fantastic catches, yeah. fun blocks. <laughs> it was yeah, a little and, fifty yard field. It yeah, great. it's it was it's as close as you're going to get to like street basketball, but you know on the football field, and everyone looked like they were having an absolute blast yeah. out there, especially when there was some QBs that that were the backup to the backup to the backup. Hello, AFC. You know, and <laughs> also did did really well and on that field. Um, yeah, Tyler so, Huntley looked pretty good. He looked good. I mean, listen, he's a he's an NFL quarterback out there having fun. He he's good. Come on, yeah. but I, I agree. Like all the other things, I, at one point I I'm watching a balloon toss yeah, right now. I love that one. I love that and one. Then, but then, like, if you just zoom out and watch balloon toss, you're like, this is kind of dumb. Yeah. But when they would zoom in and they would show like like ooh like fancy catches or like barely got one or how pissed off some of those guys were when they got wet because almost all of them that got wet it wasn't yeah. their fault it was just a shitty throw oh, and they yeah. had no room to cradle I, it well, I was literally I'm sitting there being like being like what move with it what are you doing I learned this back in fifth grade. You move with it. Well, how many times did we hear? Well, that's why they're alignment. You know, <laughs> stone hands out there. Yeah. Uh, the best catch one was actually the uh, one of the more disappointing. That's what I was going to say. So yeah, as first I said flag football. The best catch was the worst. It was yep. so not enjoyable at all. Yeah, like you got a trampoline and a catch pad, and that's all you fucking do. Yeah, Stefan Diggs, looking at you, you were the right. worst out of all of them. <laughs> I, I did enjoy the uh, offensive lineman versus defense lineman moving yes. all the way to. Yes. I thought that was plus they got into it. They wanted to oh, win. Oh yeah. yeah, like that was really fun. I mean, overall, listen, 
if they had just played another Pro Bowl football game, I wouldn't have watched a single bit of it. Probably I not. don't care. Yeah. It's boring. I, it's not good football. You're just really hoping none of the players from your team get injured. I haven't watched it in unless I was randomly at a yeah randomly at a bar <laughs> unless. I, <laughs> Unless you're at a bar, they randomly had it on screen. Exactly. Yes. Because, because <laughs> That's a more accurate statement. There's so many better things to watch this time of year, like anything else. <laughs> this, however, was, was really fun. Uh, to you know, split it up between Thursday and... I thought it was like and, Thursday uh, and Sunday. Sunday, Sunday yeah, 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 yeah. I liked it. Um, yeah, I think they really need to, They could still work on it, fine-tune a few things. There was a couple of hits in the flag football game. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, you know, actually, you're supposed to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but they can... There's, they can Pick and choose things to get rid of, things to keep. I, I think they have a good idea here. The the passing competition to throw some non QBs in, love it. Yes, right? I like the uh, kick tack toe. Kick tack toe was was <clears throat> to watch a long snapper. Yes, really th- get way the fuck up on that tic tac toe well, board. I, that's some skill right yeah. there. That was impressive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I really I do hope that they keep it. I think it's, uh, for the first year, I thought that everyone that was in the, the stadium in Vegas looked like they were having a blast. Yeah. So I say keep it going. <laughs> I think they're doing a good thing here. Uh, so let's get into some news. Uh, let's just start off, uh, there's been news coming out that David Carr was given the okay to go and talk to the Saints. I, I have nothing wrong with this move. I think it's a good move for him. It's going to a division that... He could win handily as the quarterback of that team. I'd like to pause real quick. Did I say David Carr? You did say David Carr, but the notes also say David Carr. So I'm wondering... I just just used his notes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even think about it. Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Hey, producers, can you edit that part out for us later? It's it's up there twice, by the way. (laughs) I mean, I kept it there. I didn't even add a name. I just said Carr. Oh, okay. (laughs) Also, I fucking did it. Oh, man. I'm reading the notes here. He will read anything you say. <laughs> All right. Derek Carr, potentially to the Saints. The, Ra- the Raiders gave the okay for them to have discussions. I'm okay with this as a move to him. I, I, again, I, I think this is a, a, a good move. Lots of interesting pieces on the Saints. The weirdest aspect to me is that the potential cost that has been floated around is a third-round pick. Like, they think so little of Carr? I guess so. Like, I realize he's not... I'm not going to say Tom Brady. I'm not going to say Patrick Mahomes. He's not Josh Allen. He is a he's more not than Joe Burrow. quarterback. He is. Yeah. He's a top... I'm saying, still <coughs> going to say, top 12 quarterback in the league. And that is no slight to a lot of the quarterbacks in the league. Yeah, yeah. He... I believe, jo- I believe Josh McDaniels for a lot of the flaws that the Raiders had this year. See, this is one of those odd things to me because, um, you know, you could try to get all these things for for Derek Carr, but... But what about David Carr? you gotta, yeah, you got to be careful because, like, if you just... If you don't cut him... Sorry, if you, if you, if you don't... Cut him, find, you, know, you get nothing. If you don't find a trade... You're going to have to cut him. And he came out and said, I'm not extending that deadline for them. Exactly. He's like, you have to make a choice. Right. So so while it seems like it's really low, it's literally like, we'll take anything we can get. Because they'll just have to cut him otherwise. Or I guess they could keep him. They could. You know? So. I mean, I don't really see what the Raiders' end game is here. Like, Brady I, I think, has retired. So now you're looking up straight up, you want Rodgers. 
because I cannot think of anyone else they could actually trade for right now other than drafting a quarterback. You're in a rebuild then with Devontae Adams, who will no longer be in his prime by the time that that right, whole thing is over. Right, right, And he really wanted to play with Carr. Yes. And then this weird back and forth and him getting kicked out, basically. He's like, eh, do I like the way this organization is even run? Mm-hmm. Right. There's a lot of weird things there. Again, though, for the Saints, I think it's a really smart move. You've got Chris Olave. Uh, Michael Thomas will probably be gone, but you've got uh, Jarvis Landry still. You've got Kamara still. There's good pieces there. The, and yeah, a, oh, yeah. a tight end core that is oh. is really interesting. Yes. So I, I think for Carr, it's not a, bad, not a bad landing spot at all. They need consistency at quarterback. Um, and I think his style of play is enough to... to build that identity around that something yeah. we talked about all year was we don't know who the Saints are no. they'd show up one yeah. one game and be like we're gonna do this really well yeah, yeah. and they, they, they looked fantastic and then well, you didn't even try that next week though like it made no sense so um, his his style of offense uh, gonna be gonna be the right thing they need they just need an identity no matter what play his game not based on two potential quarterbacks that are both yeah, that, that constant room and, and yeah, oh, just, oh. yeah. I, I mean, I agree. And so, I, overall, I think it would be a nice fit. Uh, the other good news that I uh, read about today is that uh, Brock Purdy is going to have surgery, but apparently not the Tommy John surgery for the, I believe it's the UCL. I think it's elbow. Yeah. Um, so he will not be a full year recovery. This surgery is the lesser of the two that would be, have been required, and he is supposed to be ready for training camp. I find this fascinating. Because then we're going to have a Trey Lance v. Brock Purdy competition in training camp. And let's just be honest here. The stuff that Brock Purdy does really well Mm -hmm. is going to shine more in training camp because that's accurate passing, playing within the pocket, that kind of stuff. Already showed he can do it Uh, with minimal experience. Are you trying to tell me that we don't know that Trey Lance? We do not know. Yeah, He's a very mobile quarterback. Right. He has very little playing experience. Because he played at North Dakota, I believe. But he also sat out an entire year due to COVID. <coughs> so we don't know exactly what he's capable right. of. And he went two games before he got hurt? So yeah, and one of those was know. in an absolute monsoon in Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> and then he broke his ankle during the next game. So we honestly don't know what he's capable of. But for Brock Purdy, I think that's really cool. And listen, bottom line for the Niners, like, okay, so if both of them can stay healthy next year, you've got two young quarterbacks to try to build around. That's pretty cool, especially with the amount of mm-hmm. talent on that team. Uh, we're going to stay with the quarterback news. Aaron Rodgers is going to do a four-day darkness retreat, I saw one description <laughs> as. Like, he's going to, uh, before he makes any decision on his future, like, almost literally stay in a house that's got blackout curtains and everything up for four straight days. Like, no lights on. Oh, you didn't see his tent outside of Cardinal Stadium? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't understand this man. So, I... I mean, I, not that I fully understand. I, I just... But, great. So, so uh, he, he likes meditation. Um, he's gotten into some of the hallucinogenics, uh, and like, like the ayahuasca and DMT. And this is something that's supposed to uh, have a release DMT, naturally. So, you know, you are in darkness. Um, You know, you can hallucinate. Uh, 
You can leave anytime you want. It's four days in total darkness. Someone drops off food, you know. Um, there's a bathroom you can use, you know what I mean? Like, it's... You're just there by yourself, cutting out all the noise. Yeah. You know? He's a guy who likes the spotlight. He likes the celebrity lifestyle. And if you need just a crash course in let's do a whole lot of nothing and recenter, fuck yeah. The reality is... He's in that age of quarterback of, I need to be mentally better than I was last year because I'll, I'm physically not going to be the same. Yeah. You know? Yep. Tom Brady has found some secret, and we love to, you know, like, shit on, oh, oh look at look, the lifestyle he leads. It's probably super boring, and he eats boring, stupid food. Exactly. Like, he recognizes he can't just get away by going to you know, Burger King all the time. He used to do all those things. This is the edge you need to find that next year, or also to say, you know what, it's time to hang it up. Great. Fucking do it. And who's it hurting? Well, the Packers. Because <laughs> the longer he yeah, waits yeah. to make a decision, the less time they have to figure out some shit. Yeah, because at this point, you had Jordan Love for a few years. You're going to need to sign him to another contract soon. Is he going to want to re-sign there and hope that he's yeah. eventually a starter? Um, the chatter is granted, that I, Jordan Love is, is a put-up-or-shut-up like he's already made some of those comments. Like, yeah. you got to do something here. I can't. I can't live in the background. Um, but for Rodgers, you know, I mean, thirty-nine, three MVPs, a Super Bowl. He's kind of earned the right to take some time and figure out what he wants to do. Granted, he kind of did that last offseason too. Like, so I, I, I don't know. It, it's a weird situation. Um, it's gonna end up probably end up. Kind of be a little bit of an ugly divorce at this point, I feel like. Kind of like the uh, Brett Favre situation was. I don't know. I, You know, he's clearly not happy in Green Bay. And uh, this year he came back and Green Bay was in a lot worse shape um, overall. From the year prior when they really had a pissing match. You know, he yeah. and the... You know, when they drafted Jordan Love and he was like... Like, what the fuck, the fuck, guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So trying to bread fart my ass out of here. Yeah, yeah. Right. So <laughs> there are a lot of teams that I think would be interesting with him. If he went to the Jets, the Garrett Wilson, Conklin, oh. they got some weapons on that team. Right. Brees Hall. There'd be some guys that'd be fascinating to watch with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. Uh, but they're, they they hold the same thing the Broncos did. If we got Nathaniel Hackett, Aaron's gonna come here. Like, <laughs> what is Nathaniel Hackett's job interview like? Hey guys, you want to see pictures of me and Aaron Rodgers hanging out in the offseason? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, so I, I, I think that some interesting things can come out. I just find that the isolation retreats and the ayahuasca, I mean, listen, I don't care. Like, this man has made a lot of money in his career and he can afford to do whatever the fuck he wants. But um, I have a feeling at some point, the, even the people within the team are going to be like, what the fuck is going on here? I, I, honestly, hold on. This is, this is a, a, someone who's being very clear and vocal about what he's doing for his mental health. Sure. He's not he's not shying away from it at all. That's a good point. You know? Yeah. Um like Pat McAfee was like they're like, you're in there in the dark. What are you wearing? Adult diaper? He goes, Some people do. There's a bathroom, you can make your way there. Like, he's not shying from any of these things. He's talking about something that he needs for mental health. Right? And if, by the if way, it's a, if it's more if this is non traditional to what we consider Okay, maybe it shouldn't be, you know? Oh, I, I'll agree there. Like, the, the mental health of some of these guys, like, we, we always 
unfortunately hear about a lot of them in the news that do a lot of stupid shit, and it's because their mental health is likely completely fucked. Uh, to see someone actually going out of his way to try to get his mental health right before he makes a decision, I do applaud that. If Joe Rogan talked about an isolation retreat before, and, and oh, that made, and that I, made I, its I way out I would believe there, it even less. More people would be like, like, oh, that's a... He's Rogan is, is big on, on DMT and so, you know so it's yeah fair enough I'm for it um, some coaching news sort of uh, <laughs> is coming out uh, number one one person who does have a new job Brian Flores uh, ex-head coach for the Miami Dolphins he was uh, I believe a linebackers coach for the Steelers this past year was hired by the Vikings as their new defensive coordinator as a Bears fan this sucks because he is a good coach, yeah. and he, I think he can get get that defense playing a lot better, uh, and they were atrocious last year. So you get a team that had the record the Vikings did this past year, and you, you give, give them, them an defense? actual defense, they're yeah. going to be fucking scary. Yeah. Um, plus, talk about a guy who's just kind of gotten a raw deal, like the Dolphins trying to get him to lose games, and then trying to back-channel talk to Brady and Sean Payton to get him to bring in, and then he got fired. Like, the whole thing that has happened yeah. to him has just been so messed up. It, and Mike, at the bottom, he's a good coach. Well, yeah. Mike Tomlin was like, that motherfucker's free? I'll make room. Yeah. You, I, yes, I want him. I want him. <coughs> so, yeah, good for him. Obviously, if you're uh, in that division, <clears throat> you don't you know want someone like him joining a team that has a power offense. So, Yeah, Matty goes, Bears going, yeah, and Rodgers might retire. Fucking Vikings are back. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Assholes. Uh, also interesting, uh, because he got hired as the Vikings defensive coordinator, the, the word on the street, if you will, was that the Cardinals were looking at him. He was one of two, of, or sorry, three people that was brought in for a second interview for the head coaching position. Uh, the other two being the Bengals defensive coordinator, Lou Anarumo. I'm going to suppose and hope that I got that pronunciation correct. And also the Giants offensive coordinator, Mike Kafka. Uh, Bengals' defense was definitely solid this year. I yeah, wouldn't say they lit the league on fire, but they've been very good in the past. He managed to make Eli Apple look competent. Uh, the Giants' offensive coordinator, Mike Kafka, I find very interesting. Um, only because I think Dave Ball had a lot of fingerprints in there. But the play calling allowed Daniel Jones to have the best year of his career. Uh, Saquon Barkley had a resurgence, mm-hmm. had a great mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. They managed to do this with very few wide receivers. Their tight ends were yep. basically the strength of the offense outside of Saquon at a certain point. If y'all had to guess QBR ratings, where does Daniel Jones fall this year? Oh. Top ten? Right. What do you say, sir? He actually might have been like top five. Yeah. Number six. Yeah. Pretty good, yeah. He had a great fucking year. He, he really did. did. He, he really did. did. Uh, it, it was just... When you look at the QBR end of it, you, you know, like, wow, it's really good. It wasn't as obvious because he wasn't throwing the ball. Yeah. Because to who? No receivers. To yeah. where? <laughs> For what? For what? <laughs> um, I, 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 um, I think uh, Kafka uh, definitely deserves someone chatting with him for head coach spot after clearly what he was able to do in New York. It's a good uh, season for him. I would love if he stuck around because... There's definitely some good things going on with with you know him and him and Dayball. Um, they did some magic, in my opinion. So yeah. here's my question for you: the Cardinals, 
as far as a now granted a head coaching job is a chance to build some resume somehow even though it can blow up in your face when your team sucks you might get one year and be out of there yep this past off season they signed their general manager to an extension they signed their head coach to an extension five years deals for both of them they have an off year they now have a new GM and a new head coach. Their head coach bought a one-way ticket to Thailand afterwards. How are you so wrong? You get these contracts, then one more fucking season, got it. And you owe them a ton of money. Uh, yep. You got it. You got to respect Kingsbury. Literally was like, I'm gonna go on a, I'm gonna go on a vacation with well, no, got- with no return date, which means don't schedule me for interviews. <laughs> yeah. Don't. I yeah. will let this all shake out. You know, I'm back when I'm back. The thing is, though, like, they owe him, like, $25 million. Yeah. Like, this is just <laughs> pissing money away. The other problem is, if you actually find this job interesting, you have to be like, cool. When is Kyler Murray going to be healthy? He hurt his knee at the end of the year. Uh, the I day am, after, never. Right? <laughs> like, this could be you have an entire season where you don't even have your top quarterback until yep. so maybe the end of the season, and even then, a shell of himself because he's still recovering from surgery. This is an awful place to take a job right now. They don't have a lot of talent in most places. DeAndre Hopkins, they're actively shopping this offseason. They have, which gives you Hollywood Brown, J.J. Watt retired. I realize marquee players don't make everything, but there is a professor, a dearth of talent, I believe would be the term here. (laughs) Uh, that would be correct. Yeah. And for those of you who don't know, that means there ain't shit. This is like the least desirable job outside of the Texans. The bonus of, the te- the bonus of this job is you think you have a quarterback. The Texans have hit rock bottom at least. The Texans yeah. are at rock yeah. bottom. <laughs> and really, even if next year they get to the number one pick rather than number two, you haven't taken them any worse. Mm-hmm. The, the difference is... Uh, In fact, you'll probably have a quarterback to build around after this year and probably won't have to worry about him recovering from surgery. That you, uh, I think you're going to be safe in that coaching position for a few years, because they're not going to want to yeah. dump your contract. I think you know, unless they sign you to a one-year contract. But that's you know that's you need to be smart about that shit. Speaking of Texans, fuck it. Lovey Smith should be the head coach of the Cards. Lovey, fuck yes. Give him another head coaching shot. Fuck yes. Have another one and done. But fucking let the guy coach. He's he listen. He's also up there in years. You know, um, I have no idea how how old. Uh, Anarumo and Kafka are, but uh, Lovey Smith is 70. No, no, he's not. Not that old. Bill Belichick is 70, but he's not that old. You sure? I mean, I I know black don't crack. Maybe, yeah, yeah, (laughs) that beard is just so perfectly, oh, it's so nice and white. Maybe, oh, yeah, but like. He's 64. Oh, sir, I apologize. Uh, but he's been, but also like he's better. No, he's got a lot of good years under his belt. He had the years with the Bears, where yeah. by the way, the most successful coach outside of Dicka in my <laughs> yeah, lifetime as a Bears fan. Uh, he also coached at Il- uh, University of Illinois for a few years after that. That's where he grew that magnificent mm-hmm. beard out. That's glorious. It really is. Um, then he uh, was at Houston as a defensive coordinator and got promoted to head coach I, I, last you know what? year. It's not that you want to bounce around team to team because you want to you know be there to, to build, but like. You know, Arizona could be a great spot. Great spot. As a steadying hand, I think he'd be fantastic. 100%, yeah. Absolutely. Um, The Colts. Still no rumors on who they're talking to. Still no head coach. Their owner slash GM came out and said, we're talking in days. We're not going to have an announcement in hours. Now, granted, there is the possibility here with them. 
that they just really want to wait till the Super Bowl is over, talk to the offensive defensive coordinators from those teams, position coaches from those yeah, teams, yeah. and see yeah. if there's someone that shakes out that they're interested in. I, I understand you want to get into the offseason, you want to have your scouting department, all that stuff, but, you know, taking the time to get this decision right is important. And yeah. given the yeah. Jeff Saturday... No time to make that decision. Situation, <laughs> we'll call it, from this off se- from this past season. Um, I see them taking their time to be a good thing. But they're scouting the NCAA coaches for a great Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, in the news that says has me going, are you fucking kidding me? Apparently, the Baltimore Ravens and Washington Commies are looking at hiring Eric Bieniemy. To be their offensive coordinator. Now, we discussed this last week of this man either really knows his role and likes being offensive coordinator for the Chiefs or looks at it as the Andy Reid retirement day. I'm going to take over it like this head coach. Why, in the name of God, would you take... I won't even call it a lateral move. It's a step back if you're going to be the commies offensive coordinator. By far, like, they don't have a quarterback. Right now you got Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback. You're just padding your fucking resume as offensive yep. coordinator. Yep. The Ravens, they have Lamar Jackson, we think. Huntley's a serviceable clone. But <laughs> Lamar, you'll have to franchise tag him and keep him if they'll come to a sign to a contract I don't think they soon. Keep him. I don't think so. And he's looking, played this year? he's looking for Deshaun Watson money. Yeah, he ain't yeah. getting that. Yeah. Which is guaranteed. Mm. Money. I think he's the one guy that does need an agent to represent him. <laughs> Probably does. But talking about the enemy, and and I, and I read the article and probably forgot it. Shame on me. But um, uh, he had an, you know on on whichever whichever outlet he was talking about how you know you know it's he has gone to interviews you know for head coaching jobs and he you know he goes I guess I don't really know what they're looking. He's like, but at the same time, if you ask me, you know like where's the place I want to go, and he's like. I've I've been to the Super Bowl three out of the past four years. No, two. Two out of the past three years. Yep. Uh, and been to the AFC Championship like four out of the past five years. You know what I mean? Like, like this is a good place to be. So you know, I now granted, what how much are you going to get out of an article like that unless he's really fucking pissed about shit? But he's early fifties. Um, he's clearly super talented. Does he deserve a head coaching spot? I think so. You know, ba- just based on what he's done very recently, that offense is really spectacular. Um, you also have some absolute studs out there. But then you take a look at this season, and what he did with that receiver core is a beautiful thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't think he has to rush into anything. I guess there's there's more money to be made, and if you have that desire to say my next challenge is a head coaching spot, I get it. But none of these would be head coaching. But that's what I mean. But you know, like this year, no head coaching spots. Like, you know, should he go to the Cardinals? No, no, no. I wouldn't take no, that job. I would no, no, no. But like, go to the Texans. You signed yourself to the right kind of contract. That could kind of be interesting. Although they they already have a head coach. We talked about it last week. D'Amico Ryan's was signed. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah. Oh, shit, I forgot. It happens fast. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Most yeah. of these moves happen very quickly. Yeah. And that's Maybe. why the Colts and Cardinals still not having one is so interesting yeah. at this yeah. point. And this they've, is they've almost the latest of the season ever. We need a coach. I hear yeah. Jeff Saturday's available. 
Uh, no, I just Urban Meyer. Anyone want to no. give him another shot? <laughs> no. Because we love to recycle, so you know they do. That's the weird thing. Like we want someone with head coaching experience. Well, if he's available, it means he might not have been a very fucking good head yeah. coach. Like, give me a break. Like, no one just quits a team when they're doing yeah, well. Right. <laughs> it's ridiculous to me. But yeah, I mean, like, I don't understand the purpose. I, I listen. If they want to interview him, and the chief's like, "Yeah, go ahead, interview him." For him, I'd be like. Fuck yeah! Go get more interviewing experience. That's there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> you mean you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna get flown out? Uh, you're gonna you're gonna go see the facility a little bit closer. You're gonna talk about the the theology of of our organization. Yeah, why not? That's literally like, are you gonna get playbooks? No, but are you gonna kind of hear what you know what all of these organizations? Want and what they want to grow into? Yes. That made me think of something else. What if the enemy is a fucking genius, and he's playing the long game? He's not actually interviewing for jobs. He's gathering intel for when he's head coach, who he wants on his staff. There you go. That's, That's a pretty possible. smart way to do it. You know? True. True. There you go. How do you how do you recruit? What do you tell people? Yeah. Yeah. You know, what do you what do you actually ask for? Like who's genuine? <clears throat> who's you know? I if you're good at it. If you're good at being an interviewee, you might also be good at being an interviewer. Who's interviewing here? You know, that's the question. That's the question. <laughs> <All right. laughs> but still, uh, yeah. If I was him, I wouldn't leave to take either one of those jobs. No, no. Stay in no. KC. Yeah. Keep it going. Win, win championships. It would Fuck be yeah. so fucking fun if Jimmy Johnson came out of coaching retirement and became the coach for the commies. He's just a coordinator. That'd be awesome. Just a fucked Dallas. Uh, he's a... He's a uh, uh, I mean, he would never do that, but it'd be fucking he's, great. He's, you know, an offensive <laughs> consultant. Speaking of which, the Cowboys hired Brian Schottenheimer to be their offensive coordinator in name because McCarthy will be calling plays. Uh, oh. So, Kellen Moore, who was their previous head coach, I think in four of the last six years had a top five offense. The, it goes on quite a bit. Uh, average over 30 points a game for, I think, three out of the last six years. Brian Schottenheimer in 15 years, no, 12 years as, a, as an offensive coordinator, has said, how many top 15 offenses in y'all's opinion? I want to say none. It's higher than that. Is it? Okay. One. <laughs> it's two. He is not his dad. Though. Hey, closer <laughs> than you. Um, so this move just reeks of, well... We don't want Dak to take all the blame, so we'll just do something <laughs> stupid. Yeah, I, I don't understand the move still for Dallas. Um, I'm not saying Kellen Moore. I mean, they had a lot of talent on those on those teams. For a couple of those years, they had the best offensive line in football. That makes any offensive line. Well, better. you can't trade draft capital and draft picks for a new owner. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, someone hates the Cowboys, and he his name is Brian. All right, so. <clears throat> This week, I believe it is, they will announce the man who actually make it to the Hall of Fame. Uh, tomorrow night, actually, yeah. So, the finalists that are up for the Hall of Fame this year. You have Jared Allen. Excellent pass rushing defensive end. Played with the Chiefs, the <coughs> Vikings, the Bears, and the Panthers. You got Willie Anderson. Outstanding offensive tackle. Spent most of his career with the Bengals and then one last year with the Ravens. Rondé Barber, an absolutely fantastic 
uh, defensive back for the Buccaneers, played quarterback and safety throughout his time there. Yeah. Uh, sacks and interceptions. He's one of the only ones that's like the 30 20 club or something ridiculous. Ha- has a good handful of kick returns. Mm-hmm. Pretty mm-hmm. interesting dude. Yeah. Dwight Freeney, who is a first ballot, uh, he is was an excellent pass oh, rushing defensive end so out of Syracuse that played it the for the Colts. The Chargers, the Cardinals, the Falcons, the Lions, and the Seahawks. Dude just didn't know when to retire. Nope. <laughs> uh, Devin Hester. Uh, if you've never watched football before, I would suggest looking up his highlights. He is, without a doubt, the greatest return man of all time. If you've never watched football before, why, why are you listening to this podcast? <laughs> yeah, this podcast. <laughs> we love you. But, and yeah, thank you. And thank you. Uh, well, I threw up a Quidditch hashtag last week. Oh, nice. So is that okay? Tricked him. Yeah, uh, yeah Devin gotcha Hester played for the Wait, Bears. Gotcha, witch. Gotcha, witch. <laughs> Devin Hester played for the Bears for the majority of his career, but also was with the Falcons, the Ravens, and the Seahawks. Uh, Torrey Holt, fantastic wide receiver, spent all but one year of his career with the Rams, and he finished it with the Jaguars. Andre Johnson, uh, one of the first picks ever by the... T- I think it was his second first-round pick they ever had. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with the Texans, the Colts, and the Titans was just a fantastic wide receiver despite poor quarterback play around him. Uh, poor yeah. offensive line. But poor offense. I mean, in general. Yeah. Speaking of David Carr, though, you know. Yes. Finally! Never got his fair shake. Finally got it right. Never got his fair shake. Albert Lewis, defensive back for the Chiefs and the Raiders. Darrell Rivas, he that owned Rivas Island. Cornerback uh, for the Jets, the Bucks, the Patriots, and the Chiefs in his career. Joe Thomas, absolutely standout offensive lineman for the Cleveland Browns, who had, I, if you look at the list of quarterbacks he had playing for him, it was the most ridiculous revolving door of Zero talent motherfuckers you have ever yep. seen. Almost always first round picks. Johnny Manziel was Early probably the best picks. of them, and oh wow, that's God. not saying much. <laughs> uh, Zach Thomas, absolutely outstanding linebacker for the Miami Dolphins, played one year with the Cowboys. Demarcus Ware, fantastic pass rusher, extraordinaire, played for the Cowboys for most majority of his career, then the Broncos. Reggie Wayne, entire career with the Colts. Played with Marvin Harrison and Peyton Manning, fantastic wide receiver. Patrick Willis, a linebacker who made all pro, I want to say, six out of his eight years. Um, retired on his terms when yeah. he wanted to after yeah. eight years. And Darren Woodson, uh, safety for the Cowboys, who was there for their Super Bowl runs. Fantastic safety. Um, these are the guys that are up for it. Uh, the minimum that could be selected from this is four. So, so my bet on this, on who I would pick, is we're going to go, if we're only going with four, I'm picking Devin Hester, because I am a homer, I'm a Bears fan, and I still say he's the greatest return man of all time and deserves to be in the hall. Joe Thomas has been a lock throughout his career, and also the greatest way of celebrating an NFL draft ever when he was drafted as he was out fishing with his dad and didn't even go to the damn thing. <laughs> Which I just love. That's a fucking Hallmark movie right there. <laughs> I know, that's fucking <laughs> awesome. Um, I'm going to also say... Uh, I'm going to go with Patrick Willis because I love the fact that he had eight standout years and walked away on his terms. And we will round it out with... We're going to say two linebackers. I'm going to say Zach Thomas makes it. That's my picks. Okay. If we're only picking four. All right. 
Um, I'd like to start with Rondé Barber. Um, nice choice. I'm a sucker. The perfect cornerback slash safety for I, the Tampa 2. Uh, uh, exactly. I, I, I love a good defensive back. Um, and, and, and I feel like a lot of people, I, I, I'm not sure that there's a style out there, but like you know that everyone playing today has watched so much tape on him and taken so much away from him. Um, uh, and it, I'm pretty sure he's a, a decent guy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that's the standard of all of these. I don't think a single one of them have like a shitty storied event that I can well, think of off the top of my head. And and this is so this Hall of Fame is very selective and arguably a little too thin based on how many players on each team. So you could just I'm sorry you're a piece of shit. We can just not include you. Yeah, oh that's or, true. Yeah. yeah. Um, the fact so, that the juice is still in it is kind of surprising. So, <laughs> so yeah, Devin Hester, um, I got two things, two two pathways to discuss. One of them is the fact that the Hall of Fame is a business. Yep. Um, and and there's something, and we we've talked about how how on the uh, uh, the offensive side, it's so much easier to have, you know fun catches, fun plays, you know, like, those stats just translate a little bit easier. Memorable highlight reels. Right, right. You know, a little bit tougher on defense, but in this case, special teams, you know, like, not only was he transcendental with his abilities, but as a special teams guy, like, teams changed the way they played when he was there. Yeah. Right, so one part of it, the fact that teams are like we're playing Devin Hester, we are not going. We're gonna. We're, oh, let's, let's, let's. You know, we're gonna make it a fair catch every time. Not a fair catch, but a uh, kick it out of bounds. Yeah, yeah, because like we don't want him running it back. That's enough of the story. But also now you get to see the highlights and what like what he did is so big. How is that not right for the business end? Zip it, Siri. How is that not right for the business end and also? You know, someone who changed the game had a huge impact. So I see it from both sides. To me, he this is he should have been a, a first ballot. I'm sorry. All right, I was never going to say that. Yeah. Love Devin Hester. <laughs> I, he shouldn't wait another year. Get over it. But if number twenty three gets in in twenty twenty three, it's its own business. Oh, they did that shit on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like your pick of Joe Thomas just the same. Um. To me, when I think about when people talk about the Cleveland Browns and their story defense, offense. sorry, offense, um, <coughs> and no one talks about either one. And, and <laughs> <laughs> not, not in seventy years, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> like the shining bright spot yep. of you know from that of that chunk of time. Like it's not it's not there, you know. And he he did shut. Pass rushers down. He blocked everyone that he got near in the in the run game. Truly an amazing offensive yeah. lineman. Um, yeah, one more the fourth static. one is tough. The, four, the fourth one is tough because I could definitely pick like three. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And I, I will say this also because I know Te- that I know Terry that, uh, Holt maybe. 
Tory Holt. Tory Holt. Great. Um, I don't. I know Dion came out and said it's not the Hall of Very Good. There are some great players on this list. Yeah. 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 Uh, Tory Holt. You know. Um, yeah. Yeah. See, I really like Tory Holt too. I'm afraid he's never going to get in. I really like him. I think he gets overlooked. He just does, you know. Well, and you know, every year a new wide receiver is going to pop up, and that's 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 going to be a real tough collection for sure. So, yep. yeah. Right. So the universal pick amongst us three is Devin Hester. Nice. Sure. And I was shocked he wasn't a first balloter last year, but now you said twenty three and twenty three. All that fucking media right? Uh, well, you know what? It and really there, does. As I said, as I said, and you already said earlier, the they're, a, they're a business. business. Yeah. You know, I was like, yeah. oh, that. That's fucking perfect. Canton, 23 and 23. Yep. Fucking perfect. I mean, that'll be the fucking display when he gets inducted, you know? Ah, so fucking good. Um, I also like Thomas, but I like Zach Thomas. Nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. To be fair, I grew up, I was kind of a Dolphins fan. I liked them, because they weren't the Cowboys, you know? You know he ended Jack Jack Del Rio's career as a player? No. He got drafted in the fifth round See, by the Dolphins. I don't like the Cowboys, but I don't want any individual player no, no. to get hurt. It wasn't by getting hurt. Del Rio had been signed by the Dolphins in the offseason to be the leader on defense because Jimmy Johnson wanted that guy who knew the defense he ran and all that stuff. Bring him on over. They drafted Miami. Zach Thomas in the fifth round. And then and in training camp, he called Del Rio into the office like, um, I gotta let you go. <laughs> this kid's better. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> okay, that's okay. I'm okay with that storyline. That's okay, yeah. Yeah, Zach Thomas was a fucking phenomenal, <laughs> phenomenal linebacker. And, and I'm biased on my next pick. Um, but it's funny because if you, like me, watch SportsCenter every single morning in the early 2000s, every fucking Monday morning, it was the hour and a half long Sports Center to recap all the Sunday night games. Loved it. All you heard was Reggie Wayne. Reggie uh, Wayne. Yeah. yeah. So I've seen nothing but Reggie Wayne highlights for like, you know, my my youth, you know? And he was fucking great for the cult. So Reggie Wayne, um, he's definitely going to get in. I think this might be his year. Maybe not, but he's definitely a Hall of Famer. Um, I, admittedly, yeah. a lot of my picks I was making because I'm tired of watching all the offensive Guys that get stats get in. Which is why, and this one, I, I don't think it'll happen, but I this is the one I want to happen. Uh, I want to see Dwight Freeney get in first ballot. I think he deserves it, mm. and I just think so. I perhaps, mean, perhaps the best spin move in the history of the NFL. Oh, so fast. Oh, mm-hmm. and he's not a little dude, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Short, though. Yeah, yeah surprisingly. He's like 5'11 yeah. or 6 feet tall. Like, he is a, not the tallest man. But, I mean, he learned, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I just I loved watching him play. Um, again, I mean, play with the Colts at the same time as Reggie Wayne. So, sure. you see this great offensive-defensive combo. Loved watching both of them play. Uh, yeah, Dwight Freeney, the last pick. I like it. I mean, let's be honest here. Like, this list, you could pick any group of four off these guys, and I couldn't tell you that you're wrong. Oh, God, no. Like, all these guys were great. And these are all... The, the fantastic thing about this is, like, these... You, and you go back to your point. These Almost all these guys are guys we grew up watching mm-hmm. or, like, when we were, like, in college, we're watching. Yeah. Like, yep. this is, like, the prime of our life of really learning to enjoy and watching football. I think the only one, and this might be his final year of eligibility, is Albert Lewis. And again, like, 
I didn't watch a ton of football in 1983. We had a black and white TV, you know? <laughs> we had three na- stations, yeah, you but know? the other thing is, like... But he was so good. He's he one of those guys, because <laughs> there, there is another group of people who get uh, elected based on the old timers, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. He's a guy I could and, see that being like... there's no statute of limitations on yeah, that. Yeah, I could yeah. see him being one of those guys that they're like, how did the sports writers yeah. miss this dude? When all the people he played with are now on the board of the Hall of Fame, they're like... Fucking Lewis, you're still not fucking uh, in? What the yeah. fuck? Let's get you in here. Exactly. You know? <laughs> I, I think that's what'll happen there if he doesn't make it this year. I think so too, yeah. It'd be nice to see an old timer get in this year though too. Absolutely. Okay. Let's talk about the only game left. The Grey Cup. Fuck yes. <laughs> Love me some CFL. <laughs> fucking amazing. I think Baltimore won one once, but it wasn't the Ravens. I don't remember what the name of that team was. It was the one American team to ever win the Great Cup. Yep. yep. Uh, the Super Bowl. The Eagles. The Chiefs. Eagles. Uh, you know, to be honest, it's going to sound weird to say this. Ooh. If you're going to like list like the top players in the Super Bowl, you can. The, the Chiefs have some at the top. That Eagles list gets long. <laughs> uh, Patrick Mahomes versus Jalen Hurts. You've got the squad of running backs on both sides. Black on black. Uh, squad of wide receivers <laughs> on the Kansas City Chiefs side. On the Eagles side, you've got A.J. Brown. You've got Devonta Smith. Tight ends, you got Dallas Goddard, Travis Kelsey. Both offensive lines are good. Both defensive lines are good, with Chris Jones being the primary for the that Chiefs. Eagles secondary, Son though. Reddick rushing oh. the passer. The Eagles secondary <laughs> is fantastic. Oh. These teams are stacked. This should be the best Super Bowl in a long fucking time. Now... I think there's a few subplots that are fun. Like, number one, as we said last week, Andy Reid doesn't want to lose to the Eagles. True. Yep. At the same time, the Eagles yep. in no way want to lose to Andy Reid. Or, or Sirianni getting let go by the Chiefs by when Andy, Andy Reid. Reid got brought on, yeah. Yep. Right. Yeah. I mean, holy shit. These are fun lines. You want to yeah. argue that the NFL scripted. <laughs> You I got, like how you said scripted, not rigged. Good, good job. There you good go. Job. Yeah. Um, you've got the two, the, the first Super Bowl where two African-American quarterbacks are starting. Uh, also, two Texas yeah. high school quarterbacks, yeah. which yeah. I think is really cool, too. But There's, uh, I think it was 11 players between the two teams with Texas roots. Nice. Whether college or high school ball. Yeah. It's the best high school football in the country. Damn straight it is. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and two piece of shit brothers. Better plans. <laughs> <laughs> yes, scum uh, of the it's, earth. It's so great that they're boring awesome people. <laughs> uh. Yeah, and I, I love the fact also that they're both probably going to make the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I yeah. don't know how Travis makes it. Uh, yeah, Jason is the one that some people might be like, "Why?" But like, I'm sorry, he's been the best center in the game for how yeah. many years now? Once again, center. Yeah. Yeah. So overlooked. I know, it is. It's ridiculous. Not not to go back to our previous topic, but yeah. Yeah. It it, it sucks how overlooked the offensive line is. Boy, a Super Bowl probably locks it for them, though, right? That'll certainly help. No, this will be a second, right? This will be a second. So I've got a few questions I want to ask on this, but number one, outside of Travis Kelsey, which wide receiver or other tight end or running back do you think is most important for the Chiefs to have a good game here? Or do you think, not maybe not most important, but which one do you think? think has the biggest game out of the other ones? Those are two very different questions. Yep. I think for the Chiefs, if Pacheco can get going and put up at close to 100 yards, get a TD, 
that's going to change a lot. If they can start with a decent running game instead of relying on Mahomes, that's going to go, oh, fuck. The yeah, Chiefs fuck. are really lucky that, that Pacheco, Pacheco uh, found his trajectory this year because, I mean... Oh, they had no Last year, their starting running back was Edward Tolaire, who pretty much just lost his spot. Yeah. Then he got injured, but but Hartman is now is now not playing, and Edward Tolaire is off the IR. Hartman has definitely been a huge running back for them. So, But Edward Tolaire has been in that system for a while. Um, hopefully, his level of health is there that he can come, you know, relieve a little bit. Um I think that uh, on the Chiefs, you really need like Valdez Scanlon. That's the name I was going to say. Or, or this Smith seems Sh- like that weird game where the Valdez Scanlon will show up when you least expect him uh, yeah, to. Yeah, because like uh, Smith Schuster has been more consistent between the double name receivers. Yes, um, <laughs> but. He also has his on and off games. True, but I, you, you need Scanlon to show up. Yep, because he need is the it. burner. Need it, and that deep ball is going to be important. And I actually think that is the wide receiver that I think has shows up and has a big game. He doesn't always. He will vanish at the most inopportune times. Yep. Also, as he did with the Packers. Uh, but I think I'm, I'm going to call my shot on him being all right. Of the Eagles' weapons. Who do you think ends up having the biggest game outside of Jalen Hurts? Obviously, without him having any game, this will, this will not be good for them. But If it's not Jalen Hurts, they lose. Hands down. No, no, I'm saying he has a game. Who is the person that he's is most... If Jalen Hurts has the game that he is capable of playing against a really good team, it doesn't matter. Right, I think enough. they're going to spread it so well, and that's the way they win. Yeah, because you know his, his three targets between... AJ Brown and Smith <laughs> Foreman, like, and, and Dallas Goddard, like, he can spread that even. See, I was trying not to say Goddard just because I love tight ends. No, 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 <laughs> but, but like he can spread. Like, I know you're, you're, he can spread that evenly, um, but that's also where like someone like, you know, Deonta Smith Foreman, like, having him. What? Just Devonta Smith. Devonta Smith. Sorry. You're so used to <laughs> the Chiefs with multiple names. names. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Um, because you're, 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 you're thinking, of, you're thinking of Deonta Lons. Foreman from yeah. the Panthers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Double naming all over the place. Yes. Uh, I, I think he's he's that ace in the hole, you know? like Because A.J. Brown is going to be fucking covered. Like, you can't let Dallas Goddard free. Like, okay, right? And But they also have a... the. I think the running game is better for the Eagles also. Oh, yeah. Hands down. Because you help, you have a serious threat at running back and quarterback. Yes, I agree. Um, I, I do. I know Brian was saying I don't want to just say tight ends, but I, I do think Dallas Goddard. And both teams do so well with their tight ends. They do. They, they're oh, very they good do. at getting them yeah, open yeah. in space and and down the middle of the field. And they're they're both also very good athletic tight yeah. ends. Well, I mean, most of their good good fucking plays, it's it's a four yard dump pass. And they get seven, mm-hmm. eight, or nine yards mm-hmm. out of it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, that fucking adds up, you know? Absolutely. Um, so, all that being said, if there was one particular matchup that you thought was most important to one of these teams winning, which one is it? Do you mean player to player? 
it, it could be uh, group to group, offensive line versus defensive line. <clears throat> it's it's whatever corner <clears throat> is on AJ Brown. Okay. Um, because there's there's plenty of there's plenty of scramble options. Uh, on the quarterback end, there's going to be um, nice little dump passes between you know to a running back to a tight end. Um, your wide receiver two is available. But if A.J. Brown can't stay covered, you are fucked. I agree. That's a good point. I, I, good think, I think that one might be the you need him locked down without sacrificing too much everywhere else. And I don't know. Uh, I, I'm not even sure who the corners are that are capable on, on, the, on, on the chief side, so. This is going to be a big game for them because there's a lot of rookies and uh, young players in that secondary. Oh, that, was, that was a hell of a Joe Buck statement. This is going to be a big game for them. Yeah. It's the fucking Super Bowl. <laughs> well, true. But if you look what they did last week, they were actually pretty fucking good against the Bengals' uh-huh. wide receiver group. Yeah, yeah. T. Higgins had the quietest game I've yeah. seen him have all season. And he was the guy that was primed Jamar to Chase made some good plays. Yeah. Tyler Boyd made some good plays. But overall, this secondary played really well against those wide receivers. That's actually what I was going to bring up. That's fucking perfect. Uh, so, both teams... Um, By the way, fuck you. Don't ever put Joe Buck's name on me. You did say... Don't put, you don't put that game. on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, in the regular season, uh, Kansas City ranked... 13th in total offense, and the Eagles ranked 14th. That sounds insane for the two teams in the Super Bowl, with both teams being, what, 13 and 14 and 3? But how something? often did yeah, they get yeah, a lead yeah, yeah. and their defense yeah. just didn't give it up? And, and this is the key part. Huh. Uh, the Eagles, in the red zone for touchdowns, were 69% on the season. You get inside the 20 in the Eagles, 69% of the time you walk with a touchdown. Uh, Kansas City, 71% of the time you walk with a touchdown. Slight edge, slight edge. The last three games, Kansas City's been 82% in the red zone. 82 They've increased. They've gotten better mm. in the playoffs because they had to play the Jags and the Bengals. They had to up their offensive game because their defense isn't that good. Eagles' defense is good. It's the second-best rated defense of the regular season. Their red zone went down from 69% to 56%. And that's playing against Shit not teams. great the There's Giants, actually been some jokes made the about Giants the level of competition. and a demolished, no-quarterback Niners. How yeah. do you get worse in the red zone yep. when the opposing team loses their offense? Like, that makes no fucking sense. Yep. Like, holy shit, the Eagles are in trouble. And, and these are both the teams that... They slid in the playoffs, the way the fucking Chiefs extremely went up. Oh, and this oh. is why, to me, it's the Chiefs' offensive line versus the Eagles' defensive line. Yeah. That, to me, is yeah. the matchup that makes the game. Now, there are some excellent players on that Chiefs offensive line. Creed Humphrey is a fantastic center. You've got Orlando Brown at tackle. Like, they have some really good talent there. Hassan Reddick and Fletcher Cox and Ndamukong Sue. You could just go down the list. The Eagles have a deep defensive line group they can start oh, switching yeah. in and out. I mean, Jordan Davis was the uh, the rookie out of uh, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Georgia that they drafted. He was like a massive. Rookie. <laughs> yeah. So to me, that's the biggest question: is can that offensive line, especially they, with Mahomes? I'm, I'm hoping that ankle is healthy. To. But that to me is the matchup in my mind that makes the game. Yeah, yeah I, I, I can totally see that. We we saw 
what Mahomes did after a week of of intensive uh, physical therapy. Sure. Um, after he injured it to play the Bengals. Um, now he's got two weeks of, of that. So uh, let's hope that it's in better shape. And it's also, uh, but everyone is playing, I guess everyone's been playing all or nothing. Uh, you know, but, but like it's, you know, on his uh, his end, like he has he has nothing to hold back. Like, you know, you just got to get through the game and you've got a long fucking time. So oh. if you're on pain management, you just fucking deal with it, you know, so. He's mentally there already. You know. But also, like, I, the difference is, when it comes to that pain management, uh, planting that foot and setting the ball downfield, that is so important for him. And I don't know that I saw too many times that it didn't quite work out, but there was a few that seemed like it was a little bit underthrown cause, against the Bengals because he didn't get the foot planted and dug in the way that he wanted. He got two weeks. Two weeks. So, you know, I, I'm going to assume that's in better shape. The best medical staff in the world oh, is yeah. in professional sports. So, you know. Yeah, I agree. I, to be honest with you, like, I really, it's just it's so fucking lame to say, I honestly just want to see a really good game. I don't pull for either of these teams normally. Mm-hmm. I am, we're about to have our picks, and we'll discuss that. Um, but I honestly just want to see a good game where the refs don't fuck it up. I am tired of these games being impacted so needlessly by the refs. All right, so, so first of all, they're going to be more involved, and you know it. I know. You know it because they're also on edge, right? You can, you know, it's the biggest game of the year. We we, we love to like, speak of them like this. <laughs> for them, too, though. No, no, right. That is two Joe Buck comments. Two, we, sir. That one was more of a joke. <laughs> but it's but it's not just a big game for the players. For the refs, too. They are Because if they oh, yeah. fuck up, yeah, right. it's going to be on a ridiculous worldwide well, stage. Well, right. So, so now you call a play... And then, okay, now we're going to go back and review it. Or there's another, like, you're the one who blew the whistle and made the call. If, like, reversing a call is a very difficult thing. Maybe I should Which be means more... that in the moment, like, and, like, yes, you're a professional, but at the same time, you're a professional at watching minutia. And you also have the extra bit, especially the, the, the criticism that came after the, the Bengals loss, which... I disagree with. Um, I, yes, was there some mistakes made, but I also felt like it was pretty fucking even across the the breadth of that game. I thought that Kansas City was getting shafted in the first half, and then in the second half, it seemed like it was going more towards the Bengals. You don't want to you don't want to like balance an equation that way, but that's what I saw. It, yeah, sure, we all focus on the end of the game, and you don't want to see those either. You don't want to see the refs impact the very, very, very end of the game and say they screwed it up. They just need to be consistent. If you're going to be nitpicky, you have to be that way the entire game. If you're going to be more hands-off, let them play, you have to be that way the whole game. Mm -hmm. You can't be hands-off and then three minutes left in the fourth, all of a sudden start calling every little thing that you didn't call. I guess what I I should be more specific. Do you remember a few years ago when the Rams played the Saints in the NFC Championship game? And there was the most blatant pass interference of all time. I do remember that, that one. That didn't get called. Which is crazy, because pass interference gets called all the time, and you're like, it's ticky-tacky. That's the kind of mistake I don't want to see in the game. Yes. That one was, that was a 
Straight up tragedy. The Saints should have been in the Super Bowl that year. That was a tragedy for sure. Yes. Yes. So that is the type of shit I'm saying I don't want to see impacting this game. Let them play, yes. Don't be so fucking ticky-tack that you take all the fun out of the game for the fans. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, The the clock issue, um, you know, everyone can come back to that whole clock issue. I'm sorry. That was handled correctly. The ref came out and was stopping the play just because no one else saw it. Yep, yep. And you're like, oh, they got to redo it. Yes, they got to redo it. And, 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 yeah, you stopped them on the one when you stopped them on the one play when the refs was out there. Like, like, so it sucks that you did stop them and then had Kansas City made that first down, that would have felt really, really unfair. But you didn't. That ended up being a non-issue. But everyone talks about it. The issue was, you had someone to hit a quarterback out of bounds, and it moved the ball to very well. It was really cold, so so you know a forty-five yarder is much more makeable than a sixty-yarder in frigid temperatures. You fucked up, not the refs. The I'm sorry, the refs didn't fuck you. Yeah, you know. No, I agree. So. And it's the Super Bowl. And, it's not going to be in. And you also have going to be in the pristine yeah, environment right. of the uh, uh, University of Phoenix Stadium. I think it's still called that. I think so. I think yeah, so. University uh, of Phoenix Online Stadium. But they're sure. in Glendale. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> we steal your money for a degree that's useless. Dot com. All right. Let's go ahead with some predictions, Scotty. Who wins? What's the score? Ooh, uh, I have this weird affinity that comes from basketball. When I think about the uh, NCAA March Madness tournament, mm-hmm. and which you love, which I do love, um, when my conference continues on, to even to the point where you know, as a Syracuse fan. I still have I have some some love for some uh, Big East teams, you know, from back you know like like Creighton and Marquette, and I'm like, let's go, okay, I'll, you know, you get my. Well, they're fun to watch, I, yeah. And you know, that being said, ACC, there are some teams that I'm like, fuck you forever and always, you know, <laughs> Louisville, I never want to see you succeed. You know, um, like Clemson teachers. He's about to say that this is why he does not want to see the Eagles win. Well, this is, fuck this those guys. This is, I think so. No, 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 this, is, this is where it's tough. It's so much more competitive. <clears throat> but the past couple of years, the NFC East has been so bad. And this year it became really competitive. So I do really have... I, I almost want to root for Philadelphia... Um, but I'm not, I'm not going to pick them. I'm going to pick Kansas City. I'm going to root for Philadelphia, but I'm going to pick Kansas City. It's going to be, it's going to be 35 to 33. That would be a good game at least. Right. Yeah. Are you right in there? Yeah, I got okay. it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Brian. Uh, so I'm also rooting for the Eagles because I can't root for another AFC West team. Just can never do it. I have nothing against Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes. Fucking love Kelsey, but it's an AFC West team that's not the Broncos. So fuck them forever. Um, I do think they will win. Thirty-eight uh, twenty-seven. Oh, Kansas City or the Kansas Eagles? City? Okay. Uh, I picked 
originally this uh, at the beginning of this offseason for or the, for the uh, Kansas City to you play the Niners in this yeah. in this game. Uh, it is KC versus Philadelphia, but I also picked KC to win. Um, my team being the Bears, I don't really give two shits about either one of these teams. <laughs> However, I did attend Texas Tech University. So did Patrick Mahomes. And uh, any chance I have to root for a Red Raider to win, I'm going to do it. Guns up, right? Guns up, motherfuckers. <laughs> I am saying Kansas City wins this game 38-35. to 35. We're going to see a last-second field goal to take the victory Ooh. and for Andy Reid to be like, fuck you, Philadelphia. I'm out. 35 all going to the end of the game. Yes. Mm-hmm. I like that. I um, hope that happens. All three of us predicting that Philadelphia fans are... are Now, for the city of Philadelphia, I would hope that they win because the destruction will be less. Uh, However, uh, it'll, no, the destruction will be the same. It'll just be it'll just be focused in a different yeah. way. Happy destruction versus no one's punching their grandma, <laughs> but they will flip her car. There you go. Well, if they win, grandmas are punching their kids, <laughs> <laughs> and then really, flipping their car. And then flipping the car. Really, fans, y'all gotta rein that shit in. Like seriously, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? No, no. yeah, I see Kansas City winning. I mean, I'm predicting it. If you look at the at the, uh, the all the players on the teams, like I said, you can make a long list of Eagles players. But that's what happens when you're playing on your quarterback's rookie contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, shit's going to change soon when Jalen Hurts gets that extension. Um, but yeah, I, I really just want a good game. In the end, I think so many things would have to go wrong for it not to be a good one. Like I don't see clearly Mahomes isn't going to cave. I don't think Hurts is going to cave either. Hold on. One thing that comes to mind. Well, let me let me barf. I want to talk about Tom Brady for a second? <gasps> the way Tampa Bay fucking dissected both the defense of Kansas City and the offense of Kansas City. We sat there going, "What the? Why fuck? aren't they? Why aren't they <laughs> fighting back? Like why? Aren't, like they, they're not doing a goddamn thing." That was that was not just boring but frustrating. I think. Going back to that Super Bowl, the thing that was most frustrating about that was I, you actually saw that Patrick Mahomes on the run, jumping in the air horizontal to the ground, uh, like just pick a position they're throwing the ball from, can throw an accurate pass to a wide receiver mm-hmm. from anywhere yeah. as long as they don't drop the fucking ball. And that happened a lot in that game. But they also made him do those crazy things. I agree. And that means people However, are likely out of position. Do you know so. what Kansas City did after that? They improve their offensive line. I agree. And I still think it's improved. Again, though, that's why I think the offensive line of KC versus the defensive line of Philly is so important. Uh, odd little side bet. I'm saying, I'm saying Indominus Sue gets at least one personal... Like, <laughs> like roughing the passer, unsportsmanlike. He gets something because that guy's just a dick. I, I really hope that... His, when he does that, or whoever the first one to to get a sack, or even not even not a like it's not a sack if it's roughing the passer. Um, I hope they get kicked out of the fucking game because I don't want to see that shit I, either. I hope it's not dirty play. Ticky tacky bullshit, you know. Yeah. No, yeah. but Sue doesn't usually do ticky tack. He does completely. Look at over me stopping edge. on this person. Yes. <laughs> um, 
I Why'd you leave your neck on the ground? I mean, I was just walking there. Yeah. <laughs> like this. <laughs> All right. So, Sunday night. I believe kickoff is 6.30. I will be back for it. All right. Um, Super Bowl. Last game of the year. Get it in. Enjoy it. We hope you all have a fun time watching the Get game. Get it in, everyone. Absolutely. Get it in. Uh, for you KC fans and Philly fans, uh, it's going to be a nerve-wracking day for you all. Enjoy it. You don't get to see your team play in the Super Bowl very often unless you're Kansas City or Philadelphia, apparently. <laughs> it hasn't been that long for you all, so fuck you all. <laughs> it's been longer for Philadelphia. By like a year? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, for all the rest of us, hey, Last game of the year. Let's enjoy it. Uh, we will be back next week to discuss the game and any other news that comes up. And we're going to up with a lot of other fun stuff to discuss. Uh, oh, before we go, congratulations, LeBron. Yeah. Top scorer in NBA history. That's, mm-hmm. I honestly never thought I would see that happen in my lifetime. But That's someone had to overtake Kareem at some point, right? If you No, they didn't have to. They didn't have to. That's 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 an impressive feat. He got it um, in. He got he got it in, baby. He got it in. Oh, that's why you listen to us. Just that's the a new best humor, phrase, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you again for listening to the podcast. If you enjoyed it, give us a like, give us a follow. As always, I'm Maddie Fax, joined by Scotty Stats, Brian the Professor. We'll be back next week to discuss all things that happened in the Super Bowl and hopefully a few other things that happened as well. Y'all have a great weekend. Enjoy the game. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. Uh, If you enjoyed it, give us a like. Maybe follow. We're also available on multiple uh, social media outlets. We have TikTok, Instagram, a Twitter account that we probably never use. It's all under Half the Distance Live. Also, every Sunday night during the football season at Half the Distance Live, we stream ourselves on Twitch, making fun of everything we can, taking shots of whiskey, drinking beers, smoking cigars, and generally just having a good time making fun of Joe Buck. Come check it out.